0: Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy. MK, you are very welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? Good, good. Thank you so much. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I actually feel like I'm quite cold. For anyone who's recording, listening to this recording, it'll be out in a few weeks. It is just before December. It's quite chilly. I've got a hot water bottle on my lap. I've got a blanket um, and a cup of tea that i just finished. So I'm kind of like getting into the cozy vibes for this conversation, which I feel like is going to be perfect for everything we're going to touch on. But I guess to start, it'd be a great idea if you can tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you. Yeah, sure. Um, So like you said, my name's
1: MK. I am an American transplant in Dublin. So I moved to Dublin um, in October of 2022. So it's just over a year now, which is crazy. I can't believe how fast that went. Um, I moved here because I have dual citizenship with Ireland. And in the COVID times, like everybody else, I kind of reevaluated my life and thought, Oh my goodness, I have this dual citizenship. I've never done anything with it. Do I want to really be doing what I'm doing? How can I shake up life? And so, uh my then partner and I at the time thought, why don't we move abroad? Which seems very flippant, but we spent about a year planning it and then in October 2022 is when we, you know, officially landed ourselves here in Dublin.
0: Amazing. And it's what I think is going to be probably the first of these conversations is an American's perspective on Ireland and Dublin and living in Ireland in your twenties in in this country, because I'm sure you've noticed, and I know you've listened to a couple of episodes of Greener Fields is that a lot of us tend to want to leave or travel or experience different things. And I'm personally just really excited to hear about your perspective of seeing Ireland the way we sometimes see America, UK, New Zealand and Australia and that perspective shift. But I guess to give us a little bit of context for this, conversation it would be great to get to know a little bit about your life pre-October 2022 so you know whereabouts you're from your school the things you did and loved and enjoyed to give us a bit of context into who is MK
1: yeah so um let's go back to the name origin of MK, right? So MK stands for Mary Kathleen. Uh, But where I went to university, I went to the University of Notre Dame for undergrad, which has a bajillion Marys, let me tell you. So um, from that moment on, I said, no, no, I am not Mary. I cannot be Mary. So I went by MK. Um, In school, I studied political science. I played ultimate Frisbee. And throughout all that, I decided when I graduated to open my own wedding planning firm after school. So Immediately just decided, let's do something different. Let's not go into corporate land. Let's not do nonprofit. I just wanted to start a small business. I had my wedding planning firm for about six years, which included the COVID times. Um, And throughout that time, I was thinking is this a business I want to fight for? Um, That was kind of the start of the whole reevaluation of life. Um, While it was very stressful, it was also very nice to have that reflection period. And Mm -hmm. um, I stuck out a lot of the contracts. Um, I really wanted to make sure that I saw a lot of my couples through the COVID times. But throughout all of that, I decided to get a corporate job in a digital marketing agency. And getting that job, it was fully remote and really was the aha moment of, oh, I don't have a location-based business anymore. I don't have anything that's keeping me where I am, which was Chicago at the time. Um, And because I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, I lived in Chicago post-grad. Again, my then partner at the time, um, he had gone to Chicago for undergrad and was in Chicago as well with me. We were sitting there going, okay, we've been in Chicago for quite some time is this really where we want to be for forever? And if it is, does it feel like an active choice? Um, And so that's kind of where the whole idea of maybe should we move? Should we do something else popped up? Because all of a sudden, now we have this ability to leave and Mm -hmm. either choose to be in Chicago or choose to be somewhere else. Um, And so that's kind of where all of that bubbled in.
0: I just It's just so much there that I'm so fascinated by because I think (laughs) It's actually I meant to mention is I was actually born in L.A. So I also have dual citizenship for the states. So we're kind of like reversed in a different <laughs> way. And I, I've always thought about that fact that I had that citizenship and, you know, what my life would have been like if we had stayed in America. So we were all born there, me and my brother and sister. And what would that life have been like? And I'm guessing for you, it's kind of similar on the other side. And And now that you're getting to experience Ireland as an adult, I can only imagine that that thought has passed by as, you know, what would it have been like if I came here sooner or went to college here or things like that. But for something that I think a lot of Irish people, I don't know whether it's within us, the fact that, you know, so many, so many Irish people throughout our history emigrated to the States is we have this or a lot of us have this kind of. I don't know, undescribable or un- like not. We can't really understand our fascination with the states and America, um, and for a lot of people, it's a place that we dream about. We obviously see so many movies, and we see the Hollywood sign, and we see this vast landmass, and we always hear about what's going on and everything like that. And there are such strong Irish American relations because of our history of, you know, emigration to to the states. I guess from our perspective, or some certainly from my perspective. What were your thoughts on you know growing up in Chicago and you know making friends? And I'm thinking of things that I would have seen or had friends who you know traditional high school um, and cheerleading and football and the really cold weather of Chicago and and the food and everything like that. Can you tell us for anyone who's listening and wants to close their eyes and pretend for a few minutes that they were once um, you know a teenager in Chicago? Can you tell me a little bit about that time? Yeah,
1: I mean, um, interesting. You point out right the the fascination with Irish people in America, I would say that it's kind of flipped in a way as well, right? Um, everyone in, not everyone in the States, a large majority of people in the States have some sort of Irish heritage, um, and Chicago specifically, there's a huge, um, Irish heritage population in Chicago and the Chicago suburbs. Um, so that is kind of a, 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 Stuttering here. Um, that is kind of a factor with a lot of experiences. St. Patty's Day. I did Irish dance growing up. Um, I actually grew up in a town that was heavily Irish Catholic. You know, so there is that aspect of it as well. Lots of Catholic schools. Um, but yeah, growing up in the states, I mean, I would say. Um, pretty standard what you see in a movie sort of situation. Like I took a yellow school bus yeah. to school um, in high school. I was in choir, but I also did sports and we had musicals and there was football games. And um, I mean, it was suburbia It was not Chicago proper, but, um, you know, it was it it was very movie like it was very movie like um, and I would say that there was what you think of in a movie that was there. Like, I can't describe it any better than that. Um, And like you said, cold in the winter, hot in the summer. Um, But there was, to tie it all back to, you know, Ireland and everything, there really is a strong connection with Irish pubs in Chicago. Patty's Day is a huge deal in Chicago. Um, And like I said, there's already a lot of people who have Irish heritage. So that was almost kind of a, a common factor for a lot of people, at least
0: in the town that I grew up in. It's really interesting to hear that. And I think it's something that we kind of know subconsciously in a way. And I think especially in New York and in Boston as well, as I would have been in New York, I worked there for a summer and we always kind of joke, but like everyone claims Irish heritage, but I actually think they don't just claim it. It's likely true, Um, particularly that part of the States that, you know, everyone's second cousin, twice removed granny. Uh, and it's something that I think, you know, I guess from my perspective, is really interesting and it's actually something i would love to to see for myself one day and visit these irish pubs or where they're teaching the irish dancing or things like that and talk to the people who you know are second third generation of irish emigration to the states because the fact that there is still the fact that you you know in your 20s still you know are, we're very aware of the fact that you know that was part of your culture though you were american the kind of Irish Catholic narrative, the pubs, the music, knowing where this small, tiny island on the other side of the world was to begin with. I think it's really special. And I think maybe in my head, it's like it just goes to show the impact or the influence of Irish culture, Irish immigration, Irish people across the world. And, and for you, that was obviously the case. And I guess I'd like to hear a little bit about, you know, that time in you know, coming to grow up further into the States and obviously you have your passport. So I'm guessing from one side of the family that there is some sort of intergenerational um, Irish relation or things like that. But you then, you know, you grow up, you do the traditional high school, you go to the yellow bus, you do the the cheerleadings there and everything like that. And you go to college and you study political science. And again, even hearing Notre Dame, I think is what you said this idea of Notre Dame, like I know that they're a big football school, or at least they were at some point, or I have a jumper from Pennies that says Notre Dame, something like that. And I just would like to know about, you know, that was kind of like early, early teens, early 20s time in your life, because I think a lot of people go through a lot of different changes, perspective shifts, and maybe it's the first time they find this independence and things like that. Did anything change for you then, or did it happen kind of subsequently after you graduated?
1: Yeah, um, I actually, I, I kind of left out a little bit of story there as well. Um, after I graduated high school, I took a year off after high school and traveled. I actually lived in Israel, traveled in Israel and Palestine, traveled all around Europe. Um, so to answer the question of like, was there a shift? Was there kind of a something that sparked that desire to do something different or go somewhere different? Um, That definitely started there. Um, And interestingly, if you know anything about Notre Dame, it's in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. It's very campus-oriented, pedestrian-focused. It is not in a city. So it was really fascinating to go from having this insane world experience where I was living in Tel Aviv and I was traveling and I was backpacking and seeing drastically different life experiences than my own, and then going to Notre Dame, which is actually much more similar to what I grew up in because Notre Dame is very... uh, historically and traditionally like an Irish Catholic university, you know, very typical American big football school. um, You know, again, there were jokes that everyone's name was Mary, which is why I had to change my name, right? So it was really interesting to go from this crazy different world for a year, then go into four years of very traditional American university. Um, And in that, I loved my time, but I also was craving this sort of different experience, which maybe that's why I ended up opening my own business immediately after school, as opposed to going into the corporate world. Like my family and my sisters would probably tell you that I've, I've never been one for the standard, typical situation. Like in college, I decided to play ultimate Frisbee, which is not also the world's most standard sport either. Right? Like we called ourselves the Island of misfit toys. So I think there was always a part of me that was like looking for something different to do something unique to do. Um, and within university, that was Frisbee. And then within life, that was opening my own business. And before college, it was, you know, going and living in the Middle East for a year, you know. So obviously, there was always something a little bit different Um, that was definitely supported by and fostered by my parents. Like they were very big into doing something different, traveling, having different life experiences than our own, Um, which, yeah, just kind of sparked this whole domino effect, I think.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a pattern there of different things that you've done and you know i can't believe that you actually would have spent that year traveling in israel palestine and places like that i think that is it's definitely a different experience to you know where you would necessarily traditionally in a vertical commas what we think we should do when it comes to travel which is south america or, or southeast asia and things like that and i think that just kind of aligns with you know the kind of potentially different path that you've taken in a couple of times so it was you know Also, I think what fascinates me is that comparison between, you know, your suburban life, your travel for a year living in the Middle East and then coming back to Notre Dame, which is very similar, like you said, which I think is a really interesting comparison, because, again, maybe it's just me. But when I think of Notre Dame, I think this huge, huge, huge place with loads of people, loads, really buzzy. But the fact that the matter is, you know, like you said, it's potentially in the middle of nowhere and it's real campus orientated and you probably get to know people quite quickly which is probably not too dissimilar to moving to Ireland and particularly moving to Dublin. Um, And I think there's so much in that part of the conversation that I just am so fascinated in, but I guess to get, before we get there, you were saying that you were kind of finishing up as a, in your wedding business, it was kind of time. You felt like it's kind of now or never you thought about it for a year and suddenly you and your partner decided to make the leap and move to Dublin can you tell me about that whole decision making process
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i touched on it before but um we wanted to make the active choice to live in chicago right so we were currently living in chicago it's a really great life you know mm. we could see our future right it was buy the condo get a dog then get married then move to the suburbs and have kids like it was it would have been a very prescribed life, but not a bad life at all, but just not something we felt like we were actively choosing. So as we were, you know, reevaluating our lives, having this aha moment of, oh, we don't have to be in Chicago if we don't want to be, Mm -hmm. we wanted to sit down and go, okay, so where do we want to go? So that if we do end up back in Chicago, then that's an active choice versus like something that just happened to us. Um, So making that decision. It, it was pretty easy to say, okay, let's go somewhere else. That was a pretty easy decision because we were both on the same page there. Um, his original thought was, let's go to New York. My thought was, I have this passport. Let's move across the world. Like, cause of course I can't just do something casually. Right? So um that decision was a little bit harder to come by just because it's a much larger life shakeup, right? I'm the one with the passport. He doesn't have citizenship or, you know, we'd have to think about visas and everything. Uh, but when we really thought about it, we thought, wow, this this could really be something interesting. This is the, the sort of shakeup in life that we want. And we had had a few friends who had moved abroad because of work opportunities or schooling. And we thought, okay, why not? Um, and then honestly landed on, on Ireland and Dublin, Uh, Because we really didn't do research anywhere else. So we made this whole list of places that we thought maybe this would be fun to live in. Uh, We said that we would do all this research, come to a conclusion by Thanksgiving 2021. And then we did about zero research and just kind of said, okay, Dublin Dublin works. Why not? Um, And then we started doing research. But like when I say it was a passive active choice, like it was a passive active choice. That's like the best way I can put it.
0: And am I right in saying that you had never been to Dublin before, never been to Ireland before, not properly anyway? Yeah,
1: like I would say I went, I came to Ireland as a child, uh, probably, I think I want to say I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. where you're there but if you were to ask me if I have active concrete memories I do not like it's not the same as as having memories as an adult or making fully functioning decisions you know yeah.
0: and so you made this decision with your partner and like I love that comparison that he was like we moved to New York which is like on the same coast of the country just up or down I'm, don't get t- don't kill me I'm not sure up or down some part of the state is the same Chicago's coast. in the Midwest actually <laughs> so very far away <laughs> yeah. ignore that Ignore that whole thing <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't cut it out everyone can hear how embarrassing that is but don't worry about it so when it comes to then making this decision you're like let's go to let's go to Dublin let's go to Ireland we don't really know things we don't know anyone there uh, we don't know what we're going to do things like that and then you started to plan a little bit can you tell me about the practicalities of you know landing in Dublin a couple of months later
1: Yeah. I mean, um, the good thing was we had had friends who had lived there, um, and we were able to get them on the phone and say, okay, you know, what are some of the things that we need to know? How much is housing? What is housing like? Plot twist, awful. Um, You know, what are salaries like? What does it look like for cost of living? You know, health insurance, phones. um, Like, what are things to do? You know, how big is the city? Um, And so that was very helpful to do. It was really nice to get on the phone with people who had lived there um, and get their perspective. Yeah. Um, and so that was nice and helpful. And, it, and and I will say it is really great that being a passport holder, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry so much about visas and sponsorship and the, the kind of bureaucratic element. I could just literally show up in Ireland, plop here and and figure it out, right? Um obviously my partner then, you know, we'd have to figure that out for for the, for him, but um there is always the avenue of a partner visa, right? Because we had been living together for so long. So it wasn't a the, the bureaucratic elements weren't as daunting so much as the okay, how do you just restart a whole life in this new country where you don't know anybody?
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, the fact that you were you guys were American coming to Dublin, I think that is transferable to Irish people going to London or Irish people going to the States or Australia New Zealand, is that essentially what you're doing? Is if you are emigrating, you are resetting that life. Go- um that life. You are resetting. You know your friends, your community, where you go get your coffee, and um, everything you do at the weekend and everything in between. And I think you know we talk a lot about it as necessarily a problem in society in Ireland. And I and I think that is probably not giving the people who are emigrating enough credit for what they are actually doing and their reasoning can differ and obviously everyone has their own reasons but it's a huge deal to pack up your life on one side of the world and go and for you you guys were coming here and I'd love to hear a little bit about those first couple of weeks of what happened what went on you know finding somewhere to live You came in October, which is a relatively becoming slightly bleaker time of the year here. It's quite dark and things like that. How did those first couple of weeks go for you? Hey, my name is Hannah and I am the host of Greener Fields. If you're enjoying this conversation, make sure to leave us a rating, share it with your friends and follow us on Instagram to keep up to date with all things Greener Fields.
1: yeah cried a lot um yeah i would say um to be very frank like i just cried a lot um i kind of call um september october the like lost month the the dark month uh because really we actually landed in dublin in september of 2022 but i didn't secure housing until october 2022 so there was this whole month where i didn't have a job i didn't have a house and frankly, wasn't loving it. Like, I just felt very untethered. I was reckoning with the the fact that I chose to move away from this really awesome, amazing life that I loved in Chicago to end up in a place where housing was awful. I know nobody. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and so I cried a lot. Um, and like you said, it is kind of bleak. Like it's a it's a weird time because the sun's going down really quickly. And then it turns into kind of holiday time. So people aren't exactly trying to make a bunch of friends because they're going home to hang out with their family. And it's wet and it's gross. And I had just come from Italy and Copenhagen and France because we had backpacked across Europe. And I was like, wow, all those places are so sunny and lovely. And here I am in this dark, rainy place. Um so, but like, I mean, and I and I never want to sugarcoat it, but it just was not fun. Like, it was not fun. Um, and I really
0: questioned a lot, frankly. Yeah, I'm. I'm just grateful for you to say that because I think that is so transferable for everyone. And those first couple of weeks of anywhere new, um, and what you said there, it's like your life in Chicago wasn't bad. It just wasn't a choice. Like you wanted to have, I guess, full kind of like responsibility for a decision you didn't want regrets you wanted to make something but I can imagine coming here and being like oh my god I just made the worst decision of my life like what in the world have I just done I wasn't unhappy in Chicago and again sometimes for motivation for travel or immigration is unhappiness and very often that is the motivation not all the time but for you that wasn't the case you had like you said the perfect traditional life you had the next 10, 20, 30 years mapped out for you. And it wasn't bad. It was probably, it was good. It was good. And then you come here, you're trying to get a house. Like you said, you backpack in beautiful parts of the world, in the country, in the heat. And I can only imagine what that would have felt like, just sitting there and being like, oh my God, that sinking feeling in your chest being like, have I made the wrong decision here? I think then from my understanding of your story, is that quite quickly something else happened that probably would have paid a little bit um or would have impacted those early months as well in your transition to Ireland life?
1: Yeah. So as uh many of folk know on the internet, uh my boyfriend and I moved across the world to Ireland and then we broke up. So that happened. Um, about four-ish months in, we parted ways, and um that also made it difficult, right? Because not only was I in this new place by myself, um, and I didn't exactly love it. And it was a compromise too, to pick Dublin because it was partly what could I do, but also what would work well for his life. So now I'm in this place that wasn't necessarily hundred percent my choice. I'm not loving it. And now not only is my life completely different from what I thought before, but, oh, I'm not even with this partner I had been with for five and a half years. So what I thought my life was going to look like was also now drastically different. So yeah, add that with the sun going down at like 3 p.m. And you're like, oh, this is not it. Like, I don't, (laughs) this is not what I thought. Um, And, you know, all I could really do is sit there and go, okay, but this is the life that I have. You know, I decided after, you know, a bit of frustration and wallowing and understanding I didn't have the emotional capacity to move out. I thought, okay, well, I am here. So I'm going to learn to love it for whatever that may be. I'm going to learn to love it but like yeah there's no again no sugarcoating it like this is this is the plot twist of all plot twists like everyone thinks wow this is the dream you move across the world with your partner and you're gonna have this wonderful amazing lovely life and it's like moving is hard
0: your relationship ends and now you're just in a dark place like (laughs) you know it's so funny because I think you know I think I remember seeing your TikToks like maybe throughout the summer. And I remember the the first sentence of you're like, I need to cross and, and things like that. I remember being like, oh my God, the poor girl, the poor girl, because I remember thinking like that is so much change and unexpectedness um that's probably not a word (laughs) things that you didn't expect um all these choices that you made with all this kind of intention and hope behind it thinking that you know this will be really good for our relationship this will be good for our careers and our you know our understanding of the world and an adventure together and then suddenly you're found you know a couple months in it's dark at 3 p.m it's you know bright for about half an hour you know you're living in this place and your relationship at five and a half years end and so there's just you know I think you know, first thing I'm like, oh my god, you're amazing for having you know pushed through that because I think that anyone listening to this would be thinking, you know, you wouldn't want that for your 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 worst enemy because I can imagine it was quite an isolating time and you were trying to figure this thing these things out, and you know I think what what then I guess transpires is you know really the last kind of I guess almost year since that kind of breakup and figuring your life out being in Dublin, roommates, things like that. I would love to hear about, you know, I guess the highs and lows of the last couple of months, because, you know, it started on a bit of a low, a bit of a downer. You were like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go home. Let's make the most of it. And from the outside perspective, it looks like you certainly have.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that if it wasn't for such a major plot twist of a moment, right? I probably would not have been so active in building the life that I do have. Um, you ca- I mean, some of it comes from spite and frustration and just being like, "eff it mentality, you know? Um, I have nothing to lose out of this annoying position I'm in. But I genuinely believed as long as I found something each day that I loved, maybe I wouldn't love Ireland, but I would love my life. And that has been what has happened. Um it's the a long complicated story about our the end of our relationship and yada yada. But the the benefit of what did transpire was that I actually only ever really lived in Dublin here by myself. He wasn't actually living in Dublin at the time for those first few months. So where I live currently. I was only ever living here with a roommate and all my friends only knew me. And the life I was building was just my life. He had yet to be included in it. Uh, the plan was for him to be included in it um, so that when we did break up, nothing about my day-to-day life shifted, which I think is a really great blessing in disguise. And so instead of having to reshape this new, new life, it just was my life. And it just then became more expanded because it was, Oh, okay. Well, it is really just me. So now what do I want to do about this? And I don't have to worry about how is he going to fit back into this world that I'm, that I'm in. I just get to have my friends. I just get to have my social life. I just get to do what I want to do. I make the frisbee team. I go to pints. I can, you know, I can just live my life and he wasn't a part of it. And now it's just this life that I'm building.
0: I mean again you mentioned there like what a blessing in disguise and that really is a blessing in disguise because you were you know probably not something you wanted but un- unbeknownst to yourself you were creating what you now have from the get-go it was a life for you it was friends it was community it was connection it was that like nothing to lose mentality which I think is such such a strong one I'm a big believer if I can tap into it now it doesn't come that naturally to me but if I can get oh, I have nothing to lose try it try it try it try it like the best things happen in my life when I, when I am in that kind of state of mind because I think it's just a, it's a really active state. But for you, you are building that life. And and again, from what social media, for what I've seen from social media, is that you haven't just built a life in Dublin. You have not just built one for yourself, but you have built one for a lot of other people. You've spent the guts of a year bringing people together, you know, m- meeting new people, putting yourself out there, and I guess one of the the big things for me, then is this idea of, you know, friendship and community. and And you were here on your own, not even with your partner, knew no one. Suddenly, you're going through a breakup, which again is like where you feel like you need all the support. You need all the girls around you physically. Can you tell me about, I guess, Those initial couple of months where you're trying to build those friendships, I think, again, sometimes in your 20s, it's like that's awkward for a couple of months where like, oh, my God, I want to be friends with someone, but I don't want to, like, you know, diss me or something like that. Putting yourself out there and, and building your own friends first to then where you are now, which is bringing people together on a much larger scale, which is just amazing yeah
1: i mean so kind of to tie in the differences between maybe an irish mentality or an american mentality or maybe it's just me who knows um but my irish friends at least they think of me as quite the instigator i am the one who's very much like let's do this or if we need to order food and the app's not working i'm like i'll just call the restaurant and they're thinking whoa you'll just call the restaurant um and so i think that translates to how I've approached my friendships as well is I'm very active about it. And again, that might just be because I was by myself and alone and I needed friends. Um, but being the one to say, let's do this has only ever worked in the positive for me. Um, and at the same time too, again, bringing this to the the Irish American differences, like Irish people are genuinely very nice people. Um, and I've, I've been very, like blessed to be welcomed in by a really lovely group of Irish people, which a lot of people say it would be hard to do, um, that it's hard for Americans to make Irish friends because we leave quickly. And I understand why people wouldn't want to be friends with us uh, because we're going to be here for two years and then leave sort of situation. Um, But I have been welcomed in. And then in that situation, I thought, oh, well, they've welcomed me and how can I add to this friendship how can i add to this group how can i provide different ways for them and maybe it's anxiety but like provide different ways for them to like me you know um and but that has only like you said like built up this whole world that i feel so grateful to be a part of like now I have a few people I can call on for XYZ situation. And it's only because I just said yes to pints one day. And then I tried up for a frisbee team. And then on the frisbee team, they invited me to come watch rugby with them. And then because of that, I felt bold enough to ask them to go do XYZ thing, you know, and it's, it, it all domino effects. I don't know if actually any of that made sense. It feels like I rambled, but you know,
0: it's, I think it's, you know, it's just, For me, it just kind of reminds me, and it's like a good reminder for me now going into 2024 when I'm trying to think about my goals and things like that, is that to get what you want, which is, you know, in this like friends community, you have to be active in it. Like it, it, I think sometimes we sit inside in our door, in our, in our house and we think, well, our friends are going to come knocking on our door. Our future partner is going to come knocking on our door and I'm going to be here with the fluffy socks on and a hot water bottle. And I'll just sit here and do nothing and it will all happen. And I think what I'm hearing from you, it's like it, it takes active action. It takes doing something. It takes putting yourself out there. It takes saying yes to things, even if you're scared or don't know anyone or maybe would rather fully, you know, stay at home. Like there is so time and space for that introverted side of all of us. But I think when it comes to coming to a new place and it's the same when Irish go to the States or Australia or things like that, every single one of them have said it takes Action. It takes the first step. It takes meeting someone for an awkward conversation first, and you don't know what it'll be like in six months. And I think that it's like getting there is the hardest part, but once you're there, the rest of it will just transpire. And I think, you know, what's so interesting about your life and what you document as well is not just, you know, yourself, your life around Ireland, but also your experience, like how you are seeing Ireland, particularly Dublin and now Ireland with 3030. Because I think it reminds me so much of the content I'm seeing from Irish people abroad. The way that you capture Dublin, the way that you capture Ireland is cinematic. It's one of those things that like you would try to do it. Like you see the people in in Bondi in Sydney or in London, the cute markets and things like that. And I think it's really it's such an interesting perspective for me to see someone come to Ireland and see what other people other irish people see across the world you make it you make it seem like it's an adventure you make it seem like it's worthwhile that these day trips are important that there is cute instagrammable photogenic moments around our corners and i would love to hear a little bit about i guess your version of discovering dublin first and then discovering ireland
1: yeah i mean like i mentioned before it was truly out of Needing to like it more, right? I was, I was tricking myself into enjoying my time here uh, because I had to. If I didn't, I was gonna hate my time here. And so I thought, okay, let's document this cute little coffee shop and let's document Pints with my friends. And I think I think the really cool part about it is. It's because I was genuinely excited to be doing these things, which was building my life. You know, there are parts of Dublin that aren't as pretty. And even the parts of Dublin that are really pretty, it really is about how genuine is that situation that you're in. Like, I'm genuinely having these really fun, awesome times with my friends. And I think that's what makes it so enticing is it's not just like, oh, a pretty photo. It's, wow, this person's really living a life you know like this is this is something i could be doing i could be going to pints with my friends here i could be having this really awesome fun experience um and i think that's what kind of inspired me to start documenting it was i'm having these really cool moments i need to remind myself okay amidst all this yuck and frustration like there are really good genuine moments happening and by practicing that gratitude in it by practicing that um intention it becomes more beautiful, which sounds so cheesy,
0: but it's true. Yeah, completely. And I and I definitely think that's what I love. I have a lot of friends who are incredible at making content, at putting videos together. I am a, a very strong novice at this stage. But I think, you know, there is, and I think particularly when I see your content on Dublin and as an American coming to Ireland, it, it does give me that cinematic feel And I come almost like, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to go there or I need to see that or be part of that. And it's the same feeling I get when I see my friends who are in all over the countries around the world, the way you can shape it. And for me, it just reminds me that, you know, what we see or how we kind of our frame of thought, our frame of mind comes back to what we follow, but also what we focus on. And I think you romanticizing Ireland and Dublin is important for, well, it's important for me, but I think it's important for a lot of people who are here at home or those who may be coming home or coming to Ireland to see the best parts because there are really good parts. And of course, there are not so good parts, but that's the same as any country. But to be able to see it, to know that there's places here, people meeting up, opportunities. And I think something that's really unique to you is your involvement with the Frisbee team um, and I literally was like, is it ultimate Frisbee or is it Frisbee? I was like, I don't even know what to say um, because I have no idea what it is. But I think something that I saw is that you got really, really far. You like represented Ireland or like a really high level or something like that. Please correct me. And I think it just completely brings together who you are and what you've made of your time here so far. Can you tell me about that journey?
1: Yeah, I would say that this is the epitome of just say yes to pints. Like when I say Just say yes to something and you never know the life that will come of it. And I will probably cry thinking about this. But one day, my friend invited me to come to Pints because he was visiting. He used to live in Ireland. He played on an Irish Frisbee team here with some friends. And he said, oh, you know, come along, come have Pints, meet some people. And I said, sure, yeah, Okay. And I get there and it's, you know, a bunch of Frisbee people. And they said, oh, yeah, the Irish national team tryouts are next month. You should do it. You have the passport. Why not? I had moved to Ireland saying I'm retired from Frisbee. I'm going to do hiking. I'm going to cycle. I'm not going to do Frisbee anymore. But they said you should do it. They offered me a ride. And I said, sure, sure. okay, whatever. And so I try out for the Irish national mixed ultimate Frisbee team. I make the team. And the European championships are being hosted in Limerick in July of 2023, right? I make the team and it is the start of like the world's most beautiful life. I now have Irish friends, which as I mentioned before, many people have told me is very difficult to make, right? But I've just been enveloped in this team that's only Irish people. I'm traveling to tournaments across Europe with them. I'm going to practices with them. Again, from that, it spurred into this come and watch rugby with us, come and do XYZ thing with us. You know, it is every little moment is being built into this larger life where now, now two of my best friends who are from the team are moving two houses down from me. Like we're building a little commune. I'm I'm making (laughs) friends with people that I can just have tea with, you know, and it's, it was simply by just saying yes to going to pints that I've, again, made this team, made these friends, and I've gotten to travel the world and I have this beautiful life with them. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known them otherwise Um, and yeah I mean it's it's frisbee it's hilarious but it's also a means to being with people having those touch points with people and now having this beautiful life in Ireland because of it.
0: I, I really have goosebumps because I'm like oh my god the fact that one decision literally one decision to say yes to one thing has transpired into um incredibly special moments, friendships of people, memories that you'll probably never forget, things that maybe have changed your perspective on life and everything like that. It's kind of just, oh my God, serious goosebumps. Because I'm like, what what next decision will I make that could have that effect? And I think I love that mindset. I love this like this idea. I think they talk about it with people with anxiety where we always think about what's going on um what will, what will what will go wrong, but it's like what will go right? And thinking about these different things, I think it's so interesting. And it's just so it's so special to hear that, and it's just it's just really 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 nice to hear that that is happening on this side of the world for Americans coming here for people who are not from Ireland to make friends. Is that there is that capacity to have those moments, those moments when you say yes to pints and you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think I don't know from your perspective when it comes to Irish people, and I actually would love to know a bit about this. Is that you know you come from a place where. Ireland and Irish heritage and Irish culture is talked about it's it's part of your culture as well but your perspective versus your actual reality so the kind of thoughts you were told about Irish people I'm sure they were told all oh, the pints theory, whatever whatever you were told growing up to your actual real, real experience of people you've met what has that been like is there been a change a difference one or the other
1: yeah I mean I think the really interesting thing is again people before I moved here, they kept saying over and over, it's really hard to make friends with Irish people. I mean, if you think about it, you all don't need to make more friends. There's only 5 million people in this country and everyone knows someone who knows someone and you have your pals, right? You don't need to, um, add more friends. That doesn't mean people don't want to, it's just, you don't need to, which I totally understand when I was living in Chicago, I had my friends. I wasn't going out and seeking, you know, more people like we had our crew. Um, so I was very. I don't want to say hesitant, but like very anxious that I wouldn't make any actual Irish friends because I really wanted to, I wanted to move here and be completely enveloped in what it was like to live here. Like not just only have American friends and live this like very bubbled life in Ireland. Like I wanted to have an Irish experience, even though like I'm very American, you know? Um, And so it was, uh, you know, on the nail on the head, everyone was so kind to me everyone was so kind. And that's, again, what people said is everyone will be very, very nice, but it'll be very hard for them to invite you over to their house. So it kind of ties back to the whole, well, then I invited everyone over to my house. So I'm on this Irish team. And I said, great, we're having a barbecue at my house. All of you come over and we're going to have a barbecue. And again, that was kind of the the start of that. But it was, it was very interesting to see that once you instigate it, people hopped on and were like, oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, once once you give people the opportunity to build that community, then I was very easily and very, very much accepted into it. It was just, yeah, you're just this new person. Like, who are you? Are you going to leave in two months? And it's like, no, no, I promise. Like, I'll be here. I'll stay. Um, And then kind of. Going back to this, you know, big, beautiful life, like. Because I then made the team because I made these Irish friends. And now I'm traveling to all these other parts of Ireland. Like, I am I really am seeing Ireland for what it is and not what I think it's going to be. I have gone to different places with my American friends. And it's a very different experience than when I'm going and visiting places with my Irish friends because there is a much more heritage approach to it. There is a much more, like, homey feel to it where, you know, like, I, I didn't even know about the... This is such a silly example but like the US thinks of leprechauns, right? And like great, leprechauns are fine. Like Notre Dame's mascot was the Fighting Irish, which is a leprechaun. Fine. But one of my friends was like there are so many good folk stories about fairies mm. and other things. Like why why wasn't that what was brought over and, and what Ireland's thought about. And I love that I think about the fairies now. Like I walk around and I see little fairy doors everywhere. And that is such a wonderful, beautiful part of Ireland that I don't think I would have known if it wasn't for being tied into this Irish group of friends that are actually easy to correct me, but also easy to explain things to me because I have a million questions. And so then, yeah, seeing Ireland for what it is to Irish people is like a really lovely, cool experience.
0: I guess you know the these this thought that it would be hard to actually make friends with Irish people is something I've never really thought about, because we've always known you know we've always had we have this, um you know we're friendly we're really really friendly really friendly and it makes sense I guess it makes sense to me that it you know if they have this underlying expectation that you know you're going to leave or you're only here for a little bit or you're here for a holiday, and I think you know hearing your actual experience of you know they are they are maybe potentially slightly slower to bring people to your house but you're going to bring them all to your house and you're going to show them you know bring them all together i think it's such a smart way to bring the best of us the best of irish people and the best of americans which, are, which in my opinion my perspective is that they are organized they bring people together they ask straight questions I say let's do this this is the time and maybe we're slightly slower at that maybe that's just me maybe we're like oh yeah we'll see yeah we'll see you no worries and a month goes past and nothing's ever changed and that might just be me and my experience but I think you know hearing you be so proactive in building those friendships and relationships that have clearly paid off is honestly really inspiring because I think again it can be so easy to think that it's going to happen or it's going to be easy or like you said a country of a couple of million people have we already do we already know everyone are we all kind of you know related to someone who knows someone who knows someone but I think there is still capacity and I think particularly Irish people who are in Ireland in their 20s and 30s I think we want more friends we want more connection we could do with more kind of social connection more cups of tea with people I think we might just not really know maybe necessarily how to go about it but I think what you're doing is being active with it. And I'm going to definitely take some sort of action from that because I think it's really, it's really inspiring. And, you know, something you mentioned there is not just you're discovering Dublin take on things, but you're discovering Ireland. And a thing that you have started um, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago now is this 30, um, 30 times 30. And I would love you to tell me a little bit about what what it is and why you decided to to set yourself this task to, visit 30, 30 counties before you turn 30? Yeah. Well,
1: um, a lot of it is because at some point the boyfriend and I have broken up and I'm just here. You know, I couldn't keep using the tagline. My boyfriend and I moved across the world to Ireland and then we broke up. Well, like that has happened. We need to move on. Uh, we can't give him more airtime, you know. um, And but throughout all of that, I didn't think it fair to say, oh, I'm learning to love Ireland, but I hadn't gone to anywhere else in Ireland. Like I had been to Dublin and Wicklow, and then I did the typical American thing and popped all over the rest of you know, continental Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had conveniently 30 counties left. Um, I turned 30 in September of 2024, and I love challenges for no reason. I decided to move across the world. Why? Because why not? And so why not just try to hit 30 counties before I turned 30? Um, and it's been, it's been so lovely. I mean, and I and I do think the best part will be, again, just going back to these kind of genuine experiences, if you go and seek them out, is I genuinely believe that there's something beautiful in every different part of it and like being intentional about finding it. I mean, we all want to joke that there's like nothing in awfully, but I bet there is, you know, I heard there's a bog there and you're supposed to jump in it and okay, let's do it, you know, and I think that that will be such a fun beautiful experience and to show also Americans that there are other parts of Ireland that aren't just you know Carrie and Mayo which are beautiful and you should go but there's also you know there's also Carlingford there's also um you know parts of Wicklow there's also parts of Waterford you know there's more to everywhere you go than just what you see initially which is kind of the whole bit of my wow I moved here and I didn't like it well okay if I just look at other stuff if I just find other things I'm going to find something that I love I'm going to find something that I genuinely appreciate
0: and and honestly you're, you're saying that in that perspective of maybe um someone who's not from Ireland coming here but I think there's so much merit that Irish people born bred here or I wasn't born bred here you know who are here the most of their time that we can take from that because I definitely think and we speak about this on this podcast all the time is like again trying to figure out you know can we appreciate what's on our doorstep, what it takes to get there, do we need to go to recognize what we have, and these things change for each person, but I think there's so much in, t- you know, to take from, from what you're doing, and the challenge you set yourself, and for everyone who who's here in Ireland, or I guess abroad as well, it's like, what can we do, what can we shake up, what can we see, and it's not necessarily the bucket list experiences that you're going to read online, or the best 10 places to go to, it's very often those genuine interactions it's the storytelling it's the people you meet it's the chaotic weather it's it's the the random I don't know posters on a wall of a pub in the middle of nowhere it's things like that that I think you're gonna find in your 30 under 30 I'm sure you've already found that are just so special and and they really will make you know I guess they kind of make life is that too philosophical they kind of make (laughs) they kind of make those different things and I think that's just yeah just really 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 again inspiring but it's definitely somewhere that I think something that I think you're going to encourage a lot of people to go with you and I think something you know that you've you've kind of started doing or from what I can see from social media is bringing your love of people of making plans of things together and you started to run different kind of events so if I'm correct in saying there was a spin class a couple of weeks ago which if I had seen that early enough I would have been there because I think that's an amazing idea you know your passion of bringing people together, I'm not sure if you even fully recognize it in yourself as something that's really amazing. Can you tell me about, you know, where you hope to bring that? Do you hope to bring people together on these adventures? Do you hope to bring more events to Dublin, things like that? Because I think your energy is infectious. um, And I think people will hear this conversation. And I know I certainly have had it and want to get involved. Ah, oh, thank
1: you so much. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think for starters, I think just a lot of it stems from, the desire of like wanting to feel at home somewhere. I think, um, especially when I first got here and you don't know anybody and you don't know what to do and you're like, what's going to happen? You know, um, you just crave at least knowing someone, at least someone knowing your name. Um, and so I wanted to, with this event in particular, right. I had spent a year, I had been so you know, surprised and grateful that I have made friends and I have made wonderful experiences, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I know that there are people who are just moving here. I was getting DMs all the time for people asking to get coffee or how did I make friends or XYZ. Um, And so I wanted to provide a space for that. Like I wanted to make sure that people felt like they had a place where they could feel welcomed and encouraged to keep keep on keeping on when it's not that fun um when like moving is hard and not knowing anybody is the worst um but I think just like the life is this is gonna sound so philosophical but it really is about who you surround yourself with like I genuinely believe that anything can be wonderful and amazing if you have the right community if you're just having a laugh you know, like I said, I went to college in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, and yet it was still so much fun. And so it's like, okay, how can you bring that to everywhere you are? Like it helps that Dublin is picturesque and it's in Europe and it's this beautiful, you know, magical place that a lot of Americans are like, wow, it's amazing. But like, it's also just a place to live. And if I didn't have good people around me, I would just be here in this place where I don't know anyone. And so you have to kind of, remind yourself like okay but life can be beautiful and amazing with the architecture and stuff but it's also who fills your days and what fills your days and it's usually just genuine good experiences with people.
0: Again you mentioned something there this idea of wanting to feel at home and I think we talk about home so much on this podcast and like what it means to feel at home where is home and all these different things and I think really through, through all your experiences MK it's just it just has reminded me about so many different things. Like it's been really, again, I always say, if no one listens to this, I've got so much from it, but it's been really thought-provoking, I guess, on so many different levels when it comes to, you know, the rich kind of culture of Irish immigration to different parts of the States and how we are perceived and and supported and and how we're even spoken about as a country and as a nation all across the world, but also about those differences and, and the things that are, you know, that are potentially you love more about here and maybe things we miss from home. And I guess it would be remiss of me not to ask you, you know, what are the best parts of both places or what are the worst parts of both places? The things you might miss from home that you wish you could take over here um, and vice versa. Because I think again, as Americans will see Irish people and as Irish people will see Americans, there's this kind of like a bit of a magical energy to it. There's a deep connection there. We are really connected by default of our history and immigration. What's the best and worst parts of both?
1: <laughs> um, I would say my least favorite part of Ireland is that no one walks on one side of the sidewalk or the other. They just walk in a chaotic fashion. And yeah. for some reason, that's what really gets me because I love the order of American sidewalk walking. Mm-hmm. And that's just so niche, but I really had to point I it out. love that, love it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think kind of what I had mentioned before is like, I think a really lovely, amazing part of Dublin in particular and Ireland is just that everyone is so kind. Like it does remind me of the Midwest feeling in the States where everyone is quick to say hello, everyone is quick to ask how you are, um, you know, give you a suggestion if you need it. Like that, that does feel so nice when you are new somewhere. Like it would be a very different experience if I was somewhere um and it was a little bit colder. It, you know, they weren't so quick to say hello or just, you know, ask how you are like that is genuinely so appreciated when you don't know anybody because sure maybe you don't become best friends with them but just having a conversation with someone when you need to have a conversation is so welcomed um and then I I guess I just miss the convenience of the U.S. sometimes like I would really like to know that stores will be open past 6 p.m. and I can go get something if I need to but that's like you just adapt you know um I was never like a target girly. So it's not something where I am missing out on that. Like it is nice to know, okay, at this one store, I can get 12 million things. But (laughs) I think that's just part of putting yourself in a different situation is going, okay, well, that's just not my reality anymore. Like what is my reality and how can I make the best of this reality? And so that's just kind of what I've done. But if we could fix the
0: sidewalk walking, that would be great that's this is a public service announcement to all Irish people that for MK's sake we have to decide where we're walking and I do you know what I think it's so funny about that is I think it just brings back it's like these are not you know you like the 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 quote that comes up in every single episode is that you take yourself with you wherever you go and it's the fundamentals and we can adapt by default to being people we can adapt to things we can do tough things we can put ourselves out there because I don't really think we fully understand or realize the potential we all have. Um, and very often it's fear of that potential, not even fear of failure, but fear of what actually could it be like, how good could it actually get? Would I, would I be able for that? Um, and I think the fact that, you know, there is, there's all the pros and cons in the world. It's the small kind of things like that. But again, th- these are things that you can change and adapt with. And that is the same for Irish and Australia New Zealand Uh, London, England, or different places like that. And for those coming home, is that wherever you are, it will be different somewhere else, but that doesn't mean it will be bad or it'll be good or anything like that. It will be different and and likely you'll adapt. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, then you'll be able to make more decisions or better or different decisions because infrequently, not all the time, but infrequently, things aren't always. Permanent, and there is that flexibility if we just give ourselves time to adapt to new situations because we don't really know what's going to be around that corner. And I think, you know, I'm already like, oh my God, I need to get this girl on for a second episode. I want to talk about so many different things when it comes to the actual travel, you know, breakups and things like that. Because I think you'd have such a good perspective, which is already, I'm like, okay, we're going to get her on and get in the new year. But, you know, you have had so many different experiences, and it's been a really big couple of years for you, particularly last year and a half really and you've learned so much you've been through so much you've learned so much and whether you fully realize it or not you are really really a beacon for the best of Dublin the best of Ireland the best of bringing people together I think it's really amazing but when it comes to yeah what you've learned that you can leave with us greener greener oh my god I'm getting too emotional greener field listeners who would love to just take a bit of advice from you what would that be? I'd say just
1: try to find something every day that you genuinely enjoy Mm -hmm. because maybe you don't love the place you're in, but you can learn to love the life that you have. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I really learned from this whole year was that admittedly, and everyone hated me for it, but I didn't love Ireland when I first got here. I really did not because it didn't hold the things for me that I wanted it to hold that I expected for it to hold. But I learned that every day there was something about it that I loved. There was an experience I had or a store I went into or a person I had talked to that I did love. And then I did build a life that I loved. And it just so happened that it's in Ireland. And then now, while having this life that I love, I can build my love for Ireland because then I can learn to accept it for what it is or experience different parts of it or whatever. And so like if you are having the difficulty of your decisions and where your life has led you, or maybe something isn't what you expected it to be. Pick something every day that you enjoy. Just learn to love the life that you're building for yourself. The place can change eventually, or you can change it. But as long as you're enjoying your life,
0: then you'll learn to love all the other parts of it. I'm going to tattoo that onto my brain, because I feel like that's the reminder, the bit of advice that I needed to hear tonight and today. Um, because I think it's just so timely and relevant and it's, it's sometimes not location specific, it's decision specific, it's life specific, it's who you are, it's what you make of it. Um, other things can change, but again, you are going to be, you You are bringing you with you for the rest of your life. Um, and I think if we can try to foster that relationship to be as good as we can, not always perfect, not always brilliant. Um, but as human as we can, I feel like that is, is, is definitely time worth spending, this podcast is called greener fields because it's my cheesy take on is the grass always greener on the other side or greener wherever we water it for you mk where is the grass greener
1: it's where you water it mm-hmm. i would 100 percent say it's where you water it i think like you said it's kind of what you make of it right like we're all going to be in positions where it's great it's not so great but like you can learn to love it you know you can learn to make it greener um Everything has pros and cons, but I think as long as you're intentional about making it good, you'll you'll find parts that are good.
0: Where can we find you? Where can we support you? Where can we pop you a DM to meet you, join your next spin class, support your 3030, everything like that? Because if anything like me, and I'm already like, okay, how long can I leave between I stop recording this and send her a message and be like likely me for coffee type person? Where can we find you and support you?
1: Yeah, everything is your day by MK. So, y o u r d a y b y m k. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, your day by MK.
0: Um, yeah, that's it. Amazing. For the future, what what are you looking forward to? What are you dreaming about? What are you hoping for? And yeah, where can we expect to be able to yeah continue to watch along and support? Yeah, Um,
1: I'm just genuinely so excited to visit all the remaining counties I have. I am very behind, um, but I do have trips for Donegal and Waterford and Leitrim planned. Um, So those are all there. Um, And I really am excited to just to not, you know, fly all over the world and just have a
0: nice like hour road trip. That will be nice. Amazing. Well, I personally can't wait to see where you go to see what what how you document it, how you continue to make Ireland and um yeah Dublin and Ireland seem as special as other parts of places around the world because that's what I think you do I think it's what we need to see and particularly from a perspective of someone coming into Ireland and seeing it for the first time it's cinematic it's romantic it's beautiful and it's really really inspiring me anyway to get out and to document those special moments as well so thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining Young Greener Fields it has been an absolute pleasure oh thank you so much for having me it's been so great Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields. To get involved, follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next. Thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon.